0: of other countries and uh, that uh, I I explain that in a lot of ways our police force here is so militarized that they're better equipped than my scout platoon was in Iraq and that the use of force and their tactics uh, wouldn't even be accepted by conventions of war and that uh, you know a lot of things that gave me pride about my military service was the willingness to sacrifice myself for the betterment of my communities and the, the people that I, were, I was protecting and that the sheriff had failed to do so and that his his uh, leadership was shameful it was shameful for the county it was shameful for the state and shameful for our country and uh we asked that uh that the commission join us in asking for the resignation of the sheriff
1: you know, one of the things that we've noticed as veterans is that we get deployed into areas and we have to use de-escalation tactics that our own police department departments back here in the United States don't have to use. And it seems like an unnecessary escalation of violence and an over-militarized force uh, reacting to people using their constitutional rights to talk about issues that need to be handled through the courts. So that's what we brought our concerns as veterans and we also prayed with the county commissioner for Sophia for the water protectors to ask for a de-escalation of violence that seems to be keeping on increasing from the Morton County Sheriff's Department. The county commissioners responded said they do not have jurisdiction to be able to call for the resignation of the sheriff even though they have the fiduciary responsibility over the sheriff's office. They said that we could go to the attorney general, but they said they would carry out their responsibility in reading the report from the United Nations on the documentation of the human rights abuses uh, conducted by the Morton County Sheriff Department. Thanks, y'all.
2: Okay, so more more evidence of just how fucking corrupt these militarized folks are. Um, so here's going to be a link. Here's going to be a link. <laughs> I am about 57 minutes into the show, and that's how I'm talking. Um, so this comes from Jane Sanders, friend of the people. And uh, there's a link, let's see, here. Phone numbers um, for senators and members of Congress to contact them that's something that people have been doing a lot some about the uh getting on paul ryan about you know wanting to maintain the affordable care act there's been some folks who've been like into the whole let's recount the votes thing um there's other folks who are uh oh yeah some folks are actually calling about the the dapl oh yeah so you can go to this um this site and that is um it's the house it's the i've never been to this site before Office of the Clerk, U.S. House of Representatives. Um, Or U.S. House of Representing, if you've seen Idiocracy, which is a a movie right before its time talking about how everyone's getting dumber. Okay, 114th Congress. That's so old. House of Representatives for the United States, of the United States. This is from November 14th. Uh, I think it's probably still valid. Uh, If you go to clerk.house.gov forward slash member underscore info forward slash um M C A P D I R dot A S P X. Oh, that's a lot I know. But if you type in, if you go to the office of the clerk and you can look for the House of Representatives and their phone numbers, they have representatives by different states and their districts and their phone numbers, also their room numbers. So go in and contact them. Let's look for some other numbers, shall we, while we're here. Um senate.gov. Yeah, if you go to senate.gov forward slash okay, this is a lot easier another one go to senate.gov forward slash senators forward slash contact again senate.gov forward slash senators forward slash contact and you can find email addresses and phone numbers where you can contact your senators tell them no d-a-p-l and also pull off the fucking cops from killing people harming people terrible terrible news um, I called Obama earlier, I didn't call him, I mean I did, I called the office, didn't really get a chance to talk to him, but you know how that goes, and I'll be looking for that number, I posted it somewhere, it's here somewhere, White House comment line, I mean there's so much to comment on, where do you even start? How about, how about we get rid of this all, altogether, together, peacefully? Um, so I'm currently doing that, you can also, I'm sure, I'm not sure, but like, you can also, uh, find ways to to contact representatives. Spread the word. I know a lot of folks are on this now and I've it's been great seeing the momentum grow. A lot of folks have gone out there. And also, just prepare for people if they do go out there. The idea is just to go out there and support. Don't do it just to be fucking cool or whatever. People are saying that Jane Fonda is going out there to serve Thanksgiving. And also, like, that's, that's tomorrow which will be yesterday when this show plays again on the air. I mean, that whole, I mean, if you can't fucking see the irony in this, that, like Native Americans are being fucking attacked on this this holiday that we're that we're told from when we're kids is supposed to like celebrate, you know, peace. But you know, and it's like fucking pilgrims coming in and fucking shit up. I think last year around this time I played the clip from the Adams Family too. Addams Family Values, great movie. Um, and I'll have to post that again because it's just what they teach you in schools, and it's still continuing to happen. Oh yeah, call people in power. Jack Dalrymple. It's a, there's a lot of governors in this country that I so many. Snyder's one. Ugh, gross. Gross, gross, gross. One of my absolute least favorites is Scott Walker in Wisconsin. He's just terrible. Anyway, blech, here's another one. Jack Dalrymple, Governor of North Dakota. You can call him and give him a piece of your mind. Give him some of my some of my anger. Take some of my anger with you and be like, "What are you doing?" You can call him 701-328-2200. Again, that's that's Jackie D, the Governor of North Dakota, letting bad things happen. 701 701- 328 2200 also the army corps of engineers uh demand to reverse the permit and their number is 202 761 5903 again 202 761 5903 i'm looking at this at the paper papermag.com and the article is how to support no dapple protesters and that's again n-o-d-a-p-l protesters so you can find the information written if you'd like and also the executives the dickheads Maybe it's an insult to dicks and an insult to heads by calling them that. Dickheads at Energy Transfer Partners, the company building the pipeline because money is more important than the fucking planet. Fucking capitalism ruins everything. I. Lee Hansi is the executive vice president. His number... Oh, wait. That's not it. (laughs) Ha! was a one, a lowercase Roman numeral one. His name is not I. Lee. That was a mistake. I will accept that I made a mistake, and I apologize. His name is Lee. I'm assuming it's a he. The previous show I was listening to, I was, like, making a comment about how, like, Men are pretty terrible. Like someone did something wrong, and I'm like, I'm assuming it's a dude who did this, and sure enough, it was. I'm assuming this Lee is male. If I'm wrong, I apologize, but I'm like 99% sure this Lee, who is a executive vice president of an energy corporation who's doing evil things, is male. Maybe, maybe he's really female. Maybe she's female, and that's why they're so upset, and they're and she's fucking things up. Who knows? Anyway, you can call Lee and say, listen, don't do this. Lee's number is two ten. 403-6455 Again, you can call Lee, who's the Executive Vice President of Energy Transfer Partners, at 210-403-6455 There's the Vice President, Glenn Emery. Glenn's number is 210-403-6762 Again, that's 210-403-6762 I feel like before I do this show First of all, I forgot a trigger warning Sorry, news, news program, trigger warning Everything's terrible, people are killing each other oh, Fuck um also you know grab a pen so you can like write down these things and and and, and act and that's like, an important thing too it's um to take action and i recognize i i mean i feel like i'm an armchair activist like literally there's no there's no there's no arm there's no holders holders there's no armchair there's none there's nothing to rest my arms on on the chair I'm sitting on at the moment but I do feel like what I'm doing right now is pretty passive like I'm just well, I guess it's good to spread information and it's good to have it in an uncensored way it's good to have another venue for it especially where information is there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of false information and a lot of biased information and of course I'm coming from a fucking biased end where I want human beings to survive okay um I mean, I feel like, you know, I'm like, this is what I'm doing is just I have the time and I'm going to share this information. That's what I'm going to do. And there's a lot of ways people can, can, you can call, you can write, you can spread the word. You can go be there in person. You can have conversations with people who might not be aware this is happening. You can shop locally. You cannot shop at all. That's a big one. Fuck. There's a lot of things we can do. And I know there's always a lot of infighting, not always, but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of infighting, especially among activist communities and among the left. And there's this like, wah, 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 you can't do this. And I, I recognize I take part in that. So I'm not saying that I don't. <sighs> I'm trying really hard to not to absolve myself, but just to also recognize I can be super hypocritical. I recognize that capitalism doesn't leave a lot of room to be authentic and kind and totally sincere all, 100% of the time. There's not a lot of leeway for that. Speaking of Lee, the next person, Michael Cliff Waters, lead analyst, 713-989-2404. I really like doing this show at night. 713-989-2404. You can also sign a petition asking the White House to stop their shit, in particular the the DAPL construction. They have a link to that. There's also, you can donate to the Standing Rocks Health Clinic, um, and also donate or volunteer to help the Medic and, and Healer Council, um, up, Also, you can call... Ooh, you can call the fucking Morton County Sheriff's Department. Fuck those guys. This guy, Kyle Kirkmeyer, dickhead, uh, protesting the orders he's given to use militarized force against peaceful protesters. You can call Kyle. Kyle. Hey, seriously, Kyle. 701-667-3330. Again, that's 701-667-3330. Now... And then a number for Obama, if you can find it. I'm sure you should be able to find a number to reach the White House. I'll leave that up to you, faithful listeners. I'm going to find a clip from uh, uh, Von Jones, who, um, excuse me, um, about, uh, where was it? I had it before. That's something that happens here. Um, Yes. Uh, From Van Jones. Paul's in my mispronunciation. That's okay. So this is uh, water is life. Oil is death. So uh, yeah, listen, listen to this. This is like so right on. And this is as
3: simple as I can say it. Water is life. Oil is death. Water is. Oil is death. That's not hyperbole. That's not hyperbole. What is oil? Oil is some stuff that's been dead for millions and millions of years. Oil has been dead for 60 million years. Coal has been dead for 150 million years. Somebody got a brainstorm to go and dig up a bunch of dead stuff and then burn it. Burn it in their engines, burn it in their power plants. And now they're shot. They're shocked that, having pulled death out of the ground. We now have death in the lungs of our children in the forms of asthma. And we now have death on our oceans in the form of oil spills. And we now have death from the skies in the form of climate chaos. What did you think was gonna happen when you started digging up all this death? What did you think was gonna happen? So we stand for life. Let's power a new civilization based on the living sun, based on the living wind, based on the living imagination of our children, and based on the cleanliness and the purity and the sacredness of our water. Thank you very much.
2: So awesome. It's so right on. Again, that's Van Jones, water is life and oil is death, hashtag no DAPL, and you can find that on YouTube. Uh, and that came out on September 19th, so fuck yeah, totally right on. <sighs> I think it's time for another musical break. It's been quite a show already, It's and it's interesting doing it here in the evening. Uh, usually when I do this on Fridays, it's the afternoon, i got the rest of the day ahead of me, and this is more nighttime. Um, so just kind of geared up for this. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Weekly Review with Roman, usually on Fridays from noon to 2pm here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, Usually you can listen to House of Pride Radio. It's an awesome show with uh, Tweeka Turner and Pearl Tease. And that's Wednesdays. (laughs) I'm already losing it. Wednesdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Listen to Mutiny Radio. You can download us on iTunes. That's pretty great. We have shows and events here every day of the week. Listen, there's a lot of good stuff. There's comedy, there's politics, there's music, uh, talk radio, opinions, -opinions, non-opinions, whatever. And also, if you'd like a show come check us out. You can check out mutinyradio.fm. It's the, uh, formerly the pirate cat radio collective. Um, and you can find, there's, there's opportunities. If you would like a show, if you have something to say, and odds are you do. We have a lot of people talking a lot of shit that don't say anything important or helpful and in the world. And it's great for you to have a voice. So if you have something you might like to say, then come check us out. We're located on the corner of 21st and Florida here in San Francisco, a town that fucking town city that vote 10% of San Franciscans voted for Trump. So that's how you know the shit's going downhill. Real bad, real fast. Ugh, disgusting. Super disgusting. Um, Ugh, ugh. Where are we? What are we doing? What music am I going to play? That's a great question. kind of decided very last minute that I would uh, do this show, record it early. And so I didn't really pick out too many music musical sections ahead of time. I've actually already played them both. Um, here's a bad religion. I just have a lot of bad religion songs, but, you know, they're, they're punk and, you know, whatever. Um, I got another one I'm going to play real soon, too. But for now, here's some, here's some bad religion, and then I'll get some more music for you very shortly.
4: Oh yeah, this is a tale of Robin Hood in reverse. Citizens united, I was excited. Well, the kids are united; they can never be divided. But that was yesterday. There's a brand new sham today. Let's say we try to get this right. Jesus Christ And when the old sir
2: Was MDC, which band's name stands for uh, Millions of Dead Cops, with Porn to Die. So I found out about that song very recently uh, through Green Day. Of course, uh, they performed at the AMAs, and they they changed the lyrics. They like covered some of that song and changed it to No Trump, No KKK, No Fascist USA. And I remember back back in the day when in the 90s there was some you know I grew up in the Bay Area and there was some. Some folks were like, oh, Green Day, you know, they're, they're from Berkeley, and they were on Lookout Records, I believe, and they had signed to, like, a major label, and there were people like, oh, sellouts, sellouts, rah, rah, rah. and they're like, well, if you don't know, if you don't, if you don't do this, we, we won't know, and then, you know, the jury was out. I guess the jury wasn't out. People had their opinions, whatever, and then, of course, you know, something like this happens where they get to perform on, you know, on network fucking television and say this, uh, and it's like, okay, well, there was that was the fucking right decision at that time, for sure. Um, because to have access to that and to be able to speak that message, you know, fuck, good, good. And poor people are upset about it because people are like, well, I want to defend, you know, white supremacy. That's my voice for the folks who just need to shut the fuck up. Okay. Again, going to take sides. Also, here's a here's a news story. This is from um, Submedia. An anarchist news and resistance update site. So that's have that have what make of that what make that what you will. This kind of goes back into the DAPL uh, news. Uh, It's a G4S Van Burn in solidarity with no DAPL. And a lot of this happens outside of the country. Um, We could learn perhaps. Okay, we received this anonymous uh, communique 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 this morning, uh, published as is with no corrections and the original Danish below against the pipeline and its world, uh, on the morning of the 20th of November, we burned a G4S uh, wagon, which is wagon, <laughs> uh, van, in uh, Nordvest Copenhagen. We did this as a gesture of complicity uh, to the spirit of the warriors defending their sacred lands against the construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline. With this humble action, we also want to send strength and love to all those who mourn the loss of the young warrior who died on his way to fight alongside Standing Rock. We mourn with you. No spiritual surrender. G4S is a security company with a long history of part Danish ownership, and they currently provide security for the construction of the pipeline after a series of arsons against the Construction sites. We hope our message of solidarity with fire reaches you all power to the communes. (laughs) Yeah. So occasionally when I do this show, there's fucking stories like that. I mean, and again, it's like the positive stories of the the people fighting back against oppression, people fighting back against really terrible things happening, but we got to keep that up. Got to keep that up and happy to be able to provide stories like that for sure. Uh, stories of solidarity and people taking action. What would that look like? Um, what would that look like if we we saw more of that here? You know, and we do see it, but we could use a lot more of that. There's a lot of things proposed laws I'm not going to get into because those are fucking shitty. Regardless, there's also a fucking watch list for professors who are somewhat lefty. So I'm proposing a watch list for for murderous cops. Um, Joshua Cabilio is one, and uh, Roger Morse on the SFPD. They've murdered people. I started off a you know like. I mean, if we're going to fucking name names, um, I think that's kind of important to do. And, uh, yeah, so Roger Morse uh, murdered Alex Nieto and Joshua Cabilio murdered a 15-year-old Derek Gaines. So I want to put those names out there. If, you're, if people are going to, like, create fucking websites for prof- college professors that they don't agree with because they're too, quote-unquote, lefty or suggesting alternate points of view that I think are correct, um, perhaps we need to put out a... Uh, A list of uh, murderous police officers, which isn't that going to be that fucking hard to find, because there's a well, there's a lot who don't get, you know, they fucking get away with it. But there's also a lot. They even get named. They even get brought to trial. More of them need to be. They all need to be. Um. So, um, my suggestion is, if you know, if they're going to name names, then we need to also name names of these murderous police officers. Um, There's another article, men witness injury at Standing Rock dispute official account. So you can also find that um, that's on mtstandard.com. I'm going to also move around because like also just recognizing that the no DAPL is a huge story, then also recognizing there are other things that are happening and even some positive things and some movement in some good ways. So this will go to the last thing I just said, last thing I said the last story i was kind of talking about or mention this comes to the san francisco examiner from wednesday that's today november 23rd Uh, more black officers resigned from sfpd union over leadership's failure to address minority issues so here we go here's something some positive action happening uh and they have a photo from the main entrance of the sfpd officers association office in san francisco on august 31st Uh, there was a there was a rally in in oakland by lake Merritt last friday um and one uh, just about police brutality and many folks who have lost loved ones to police spoke. And one thing that people are bringing up, I hate the fucking, the argument that some people who defend police will say, it's like, it's a, oh, it's a few bad apples. And then you watch a video and it's like, no, they're just fucking, a lot of them are just fucking standing around. You know, you, you can't, it's not, that doesn't work. People keep on using that. <laughs> Uh, that wouldn't hold up in court because I'm getting super emotional. But there's this idea. The idea is that they all pay into the uh, police officers' association. Like if you're a union, in the union, in your if you're in a union, you pay union dues. So even if folks, first of all, even if you're not fucking murdering people, you're also not stepping up to call out the people who are doing that. And I recognize that those folks get threatened too. But like, hello, you're it's could be your job. It is your job to serve and protect. So stand up. If people are harming people, do your job and be like, hey, this fellow officer is doing this. Um, That aside, they're still, even if they're like, even if they don't know about it, for instance, they're still paying dues that go to the legal fees to defend the murderous cops in the first place. So they're all being complicit in it. (sighs) So this article is written by Jonah Owen Lamb, came out on November 23rd. Uh, Two more black San Francisco police officers have resigned from the city's powerful police union, claiming the organization has failed to serve its minority members and continues to be a roadblock to reform and rebuilding trust with the community. The San Francisco Police Officers Association has long been a vocal and at times divisive presence in city politics. While it never seems to back down from a perceived threat to its members, at times its full-throated presence has ranked those standing it, uh, in its way. One of those critics, the president of the Black Officers Association, Officers for Justice, tendered her resignation last week, and on Tuesday, two more police officers, two, ah, and on Tuesday, two more office holders in that organization have followed suit. It is our hope that officers will join in solidarity in this intentional boycott to bring about the change that we so desperately need, said Sergeant Yolanda Williams, the Black Officers Association president, who was first among the three to resign. Awesome. Williams cited the union's history of failing to include minority officers in its leadership and decision-making, and its continued failure to work toward healing wounds between the community and the police department as reasons for her resigning from the union. Last week, Williams wrote that as a dues-paying member of 27 years and a woman of color, I can no longer endure the SFPOA's exhibitions of insensitivity, narrow-mindedness, and refusal to respect other philosophical viewpoints. Nate Ballard, a representative of the union, said the organization had no comment. Fucking course they didn't. Fuckers. But last week, a POA statement on Williams' departure was sent to the San Francisco Examiner. We do not agree with many of the statements made by Yolanda Williams in her resignation letter, wrote POA President Martin Halloran in a statement. We are certain that the vast majority of our members, including officers of color, do not agree with her either. Oh, what a a fucking bunch of gaslighting dicks. Excuse me, that was my comment, not in the article. That was also not part of their statement, but you know. uh, um, We are committed to diversity in our ranks. This week's resignations include Bayview Station Officer Monty Singleton, also OFJ's vice president, and OFJ Secretary Joanne Walker, who is an officer at Park Station. Singleton told the examiner that he resigned for several reasons. The first reason was the union's continued link to former head Gary DeLangness, who in May called SFPD sergeants snitches for reporting misconduct within rank within the rank and file. The second blow came when the union decided to chastise Colin Kaepernick, I didn't even realize they fucking did this, a quarterback of the 49ers for taking a knee during the National Anthem, said Singleton. These two acts were compounded by leadership that has an unsavory fog clouding the road signs between right, wrong, and personal opinion, said Singleton. This combined with their apparent unwillingness to accept the hint of consideration for some internal improvements clearly represents the impact clearly represents an impasse in my willingness to actively be part of the POA organization at this time. Walker said she too, had resigned, but did not comment further. While not a member of the Union since he is in a de- since he is in department management, Deputy Chief Macaulay, I'm sorry, Mikhail Ali, the only department brass who is black aside from acting chief Tony Chaplin, said the union has not historically had a diverse leadership. Historically, we have seen a lack of diversity in leadership uh, In leadership of the POA, Ali told the examiner. I'm not blaming them for their lack of significant representation of women and people of color in their leadership, nor I'm, uh, am I absolving them of this historical and contemporary shortcoming. What I am doing is pointing out an obvious opportunity for the current and future leadership to prioritize. Williams has been one of the most vocal public critics of the union and the role it plays inside the department and in the city's politics. After speaking at a, at the district attorney's blue ribbon panel about, about a culture of us against them led by the union, POA leaders attacked Williams in a letter to its members. Ugh. In response to the union's critique of her statement, she told the examiner in February that it sends a clear message that when you go against what they believe in, you are then considered an outsider, an outcast, and they attempt to slander your name. After Williams was named in a series of racist text messages sent by a group of police, she increasingly began speaking out about the backward culture of the department, which she and others said was led by the POA. With the union's election coming up at the beginning of 2017, a leadership change could be on the horizon for the roughly 2,165 active member POA. Hmm. So, there we go. There is, there is some change afoot. So, bravo to the folks who are stepping up and stepping out of that union. And hopefully more will follow suit. Um, you know, it's, it's like a snowball. just keeps building. That's the right expression, right? Is it? It's getting late. 7.51 p.m. here, Mutiny Radio. It's a Wednesday. Perhaps you're listening on a Friday or another day in the future. But how's your day going? Is it good? Are you, have you had some good surprises? Who knows? Hopefully things are getting better. And um, the more people who take action, the better it can get. Cause we're not in this alone. And I think that's one thing that's can be easy to forget, especially in times like these, is that we feel isolated. I can only speak for myself, but, you know, feeling isolated or feeling like, oh, But everyone I've been fucking talking to, every single person, uh, people I know well, people I don't know well, people online, people in person, there's a lot of this uh, animosity and this fear going around, and a lot of us are feeling it. And if we can do our best to not turn on one another, which I know is already an issue, <laughs> I mean, that's capitalism. Hey, it kind of forces people to turn on each other. If we can really look out for each other, and support one another, and not take our anger out on each other, and have each other's back, and not snitch on each other, um, and fight against the state, I think that would be totally awesome. Totally cute, guys. I've switched into my Cartman voice today. Did not see that coming. I did not. Ugh. Okay. Whew. So. <sighs> what is next? There's another story I'm going to get to. Um, I'm gonna have some water first and I think maybe play some music um, Last week uh, There was a suggestion of playing some Nine Inch Nails And I played a song which I hadn't heard before And they have an instrumental song uh, That I didn't get a chance to play that I wanted to play I haven't heard it in like a long time I liked it back when I was in high school Do, Will I still like it? Let's find out This is uh, a warm place I guess that's how that song ends. I didn't remember it ending like that, which is why it's great to revisit the past sometimes. Here are some news stories that you might not have heard because some things aren't really... uh, uh Some things aren't shared. You know, I, I get to this place in the show where I... um, I get tired, and there's a lot happening, and um just wanting to give as much attention to everything as possible a young a young person a 15 year old boy was shot and killed on Monday night by the name of James Means um there's a fuck there's a GoFundMe set up for funeral expenses for his family um the person who um ugh just fucking ugh just so terrifyingly sad um Just a fucking fifteen-year-old, who was murdered. Um, so yeah, uh, his name is James Means, and I'm looking at his photo right now, you can go to the GoFundMe page. Um, you can donate money for James's family. Fuck, senseless murder. So please rest in power, James Means, and sending out a lot of love and support to James, your fan, your friends, your family. <sighs> uh oh. this shouldn't be happening this really shouldn't be happening <sighs> fuck so he was uh, 15 years old and he was killed on monday night um, the family is asking for anything you can give and they also say thank you for your support kind words and messages um, for anyone to have to fucking go through this to lose a child and um just 15 years old, just walking around. (sighs) Fuck. Fuck. We'll do another moment of silence. This is why white supremacists need to be stopped immediately. <sighs> I'm going to shift the uh, story storyline, uh, I'm kidding, it's, we're at 95 minutes, 15 more minutes to go. We'll get through this. There's a few more stories I want to share, and again, talking about intersectionality, showing how we're all connected, and again, some more stories that we might not hear because the mainstream media is fixed and a lot of us have been aware of this for a very long time. And uh, there's a post that was up recently too just about how the media has been lying to people for a long time and people's lives have been ruined and taken from the, you know, like the one, one, one example was the the lie about how cannabis harms people and makes people go crazy and it's still today there are people lying about it or about war, trying to get people involved in war to support wars, unjust fucking wars. The media is complicit in it we don't hear about other things like people fucking standing up. So here's one from the American Herald Tribune from November 21st. Media blackout as millions of Muslims march against ISIS and Umayyad Islam in Iraq for Arbaeen rituals. And again, in advance, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing any of these uh, names. The Iraqi city of Karbala, where the holy shrine of the third Shia imam... A Shia, Imam Imam Hussein, is located, is swarming with millions of devoted Muslims, both Shiites and Sunnis, for morning rituals marking Arbayin, known as the largest religious gathering in the world. Given the mainstream media's constant sensationalized reporting on terror of Muslims in the Western world, the utter lack of coverage of Arbayin's march on Sunday and Monday revealed the double standard that exists in reporting on peaceful Muslims. Monday marked the final day of the morning for Imam Hussein, who was martyred in a battle with the massive army of Yazid after refusing allegiance to the tyrant caliph. Yazid, the caliph of Umayyad dynasty, was promoting the same type of Islam as Isis and Wahhabist preach today. Millions of marchers participated in the annual Arbayin procession in Karbala. The marchers are said to have come from over 60 countries, and most of them have marched all the way to Karbala from other Iraqi cities like Najaf and Baghdad in a show of devotion. Each year, Sunni Muslims and followers of other religious groups such as Christians join the journey to mourn the martyrdom of Imam Hussein. Arbayin, or mourning, is a, is a Shia Muslim tradition to mark the anniversary of 7th century social justice leader, Imam Hussein. Arbaeen is commemorated 40 days after Ashura, the martyrdom anniversary of Imam Hussein and his companions in 680 AD. However, in light of ISIS terror attacks globally, several people took the controversial step of turning their march political in order to denounce terror in all forms. Tens of thousands of Muslims have been killed and displaced by ISIS's declared caliphate, an exponentially larger number than those killed in attacks in the West. The occasion has found additional significance in recent years as it has become a rallying cry for the campaign against ISIS terrorists who have frequently targeted the Pilgrims. Iraqi troops have been deployed to ensure security for the Pilgrims. The northern and western parts of Iraq have been plagued by gruesome violence ever since ISIS terrorists began a campaign of terror in the country in June of 2014. The terrorist campaign, however, has not dissuaded Pilgrims from around the world from making the journey. It is noteworthy to mention the mainstream media blackout of the millions people of the millions people marched gathering in war-torn Iraq, battling the ISIS as a clear sign of biased reporting. So, yes. Don't have anything to add to that, but fuck yeah. Like, and fuck the media for, you know, and that was another story that they were talking about with the, you know, the biasing, the biasing, the bias of the mainstream media with the uh, not not uh, just fucking fear-mongering and trying to paint all people with one brush, which is super problematic. This comes from theestablishment.co. Funny name, I know. Uh, Excuse me. But uh, the article is righteous and worth reading. Don't offer to sign up. Stop the Muslim registry before it begins. And this is what a lot of folks have been saying. You know, folks are like, yeah, I'll sign up, I'll sign up. Um, How about we don't have it happen in the fucking first place? And this is um, by Josh Shah. Shahar, Shaharyar. Sorry, I'm mispronouncing it if I am. Josh Shaharyar. Um, as a nation comes to grips with the election of Donald J. Trump as POTUS, a specter looms over Muslim Americans' heads that the Muslim registry he's promised. The, the Trump campaign and now administration have touted this as a means to fight terrorism, which is f- obviously fucking bullshit, excuse me, even as politicians and human rights and Muslim groups have called such a plan nothing short of religious discrimination. This issue isn't really about terrorism, and it's it's not entirely about religion either. The fact is, the overwhelming majority of Muslims in America are people of color, and racism is just as much a factor in the targeting of Muslims as religious bigotry. Otherwise, you wouldn't have people targeting Sikh Americans, mistaking them for Muslims. This is important to note because while Muslims can hide the religion, we cannot hide what we look like. And what we look like is not white. Uh, racism is just as much of a factor in targeting of Muslims as religious bigotry. If we are to stop this bigotry and racism, we must take this issue seriously. Trump repeated his promise to register Muslims almost exactly a year ago. Statements now denying. Statements now denying it. Don't mean much, especially considering continued rhetoric suggesting anti-Muslim regulations are on the table. The latest plan seems to be to limit the entry of Muslims by restricting immigration from regions of the world where they make up a large share of the population. A recent survey on the Trump-Pence website, which was just... Okay. About what to focus on during the administration's first 100 days in office included this initiative, Suspend Immigration from... (laughs) Fuck from regions compromised by terrorism and where vetting cannot safely occur. And just yesterday, Chief of Staff Rance Priebus said residents of certain countries may be barred from entering the U.S. Here's an idea, and someone posted this online being like he was joking, kind of like, hey, how do I like get out of the country asking for everyone? And I'm kind of like, why don't we get rid of the fucking white supremacists, get them out of the country instead of having the rest of us have to fucking leave. Okay, excuse me. So, all right, where was I? Da-da-da-da-da. Okay, a recent survey on the, on the their fucking website to about immigration from regions compromised by terrorism where vetting safe, cannot safely occur. And just yesterday, Chief of Staff Rance Priebus said that residents of certain countries may be barred from entering the U.S., which is totally fucked up if they're seeking asylum. Like, what the fuck? Fuck! Meanwhile, Trump's prominent backers are citing the internment of Japanese Americans at concentration camps across the United States during World War II as precedent for requiring Muslim Americans to register... Fucking dangerous. Like, why are these people still around? Like, seriously, we need to fucking step up and get these fuckers. Like, and by the fuckers, I mean the folks making these fucking laws and promoting these ideas. Why are we listening to them? Why are we... We need to fucking stop them right now. Excuse me. All right. Yesterday, Priebus said explicitly of a, of a Muslim registry, we're not going to rule anything out. President-elect ding-dong, excuse me, that's an insult to ding-dongs, recent appointments to his cabinet made it even clearer the, the kind of policies he will pursue. He's already appointed Jeff Sessions, a dick, um, also a proven racist, as attorney general. His main strategist, Steve Bannon, a fucking neo-fascist asshole, again, sorry, insult to assholes, uh, background is well known, and he's asked retired General Mike Flynn to be his national security advisor. This is what, I'm not even going to fucking play a clip from him, but it sounds like he's Pretty much an asshole. And he's—ugh, oh, what a fuck—ugh, oh, ugh, oh, ugh, oh, get out. Oh, I'm not even gonna fucking play his clip because it's fucking fear-mongering bullshit. In the face of all this, many non-Muslims have vowed to register with us if Trump's plan comes to fruition. This is admirable, and Muslims appreciate each and every non-Muslim who has promised to work to ensure our safety. But in all likelihood, this action is not going to fix the problem, as others have astutely pointed out as well. To understand how a registry would play out, uh, could play out. It's instructive to look at one that's already existed, the National Security Entry Exit Registration System, or nseers This initiative was established after 9-11. And that's another thing, fucking, too. Like, the fucking Democrats, like, people are like, oh, my God, everything's terrible now. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck do you think has been in place for a long time or, like, was allowed to continue? Excuse me. That's why the system's fucked. All right. And again, I'd love to be proven wrong. I would love it. I would love everyone to be safe, and we're all proven wrong, and oh, we can elect people who are gonna protect us. I would love that. I would like to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, everything's great. And I'd be like, oh, I'm wrong, and everyone's safe. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. My ego, totally fine. I'm glad to be wrong. Love that. I would love for that to happen. Anyway, the initiative was established after, this is the NCIRS program, the system. Uh, was an established after the 9/11, with after 9/11, to protect non-Muslims from terrorism by requiring nationals of Muslim-majority countries like Iran, Iraq, Libya, Sudan, and Syria to be registered at the port of entry, fingerprinted, photographed, and interrogated. Fuck. It also required around 80,000 non-citizen men and boys, almost all Muslim and/or Arab, to register in person and subsequently be monitored. It's fucking sick. Of the 25 countries that had their immigrants targeted, only one wasn't Muslim-majority: North Korea. In the end, though, as CNN reports, and I recognize CNN's like, meh, the initiative didn't result in a single terrorism conviction. And as the American Civil Liberties Union put it, NCIRS actually made genuine efforts at trying to combat terrorism more difficult by destroying relationships with the immigrant communities and actually negatively impacting the ability of the federal government to cooperate with foreign governments in fighting terrorism. Rather than combating terrorism, the initiative just targeted and hurt Muslim communities. In fact, more than 13,000 of those who registered were placed in deportation proceedings. Fuckers! N-Series was finally suspended in 2011 by the Obama administration, thank you, after a decade of legal challenges and outcry from communities of color. However, President Obama didn't dismantle the program entirely. He only removed the 25 countries from the list. CNN reports, the structure to carry out NSEERS is still in place, and there's every indication that the Trump administration will revive it. NSEERS didn't just offer a precedent for what the government can do to Muslims. It also illustrates how Muslim allies have responded to such measures. There isn't a record of a single non-Muslim who deliberately signed up for NSEERS. And it's likely that even if non-Muslims did dilute the numbers by signing up for NSEERS, new programs would target Muslims simply... New programs to target Muslims simply would have been established in its place. There's also legitimate reasons why it might be difficult for non-Muslims to register for a Trump-era list, even if they'd like to. A registry may, for instance, only target first-generation immigrant Muslims, meaning American-born allies wouldn't be able to sign up. And they say 63% of American Muslims are first-generation immigrants. It's also possible... That the that an initiative wouldn't require physical registration at all. The unchecked powers and information gathering of the NSA and other domestic spy agencies mean it's possible for the government to use existing digital data to create a registry that might include most of us automatically. The government didn't ask people to come register for the no-fly list, and yet thousands of Muslim Americans are on it, including seven-month-old infants. What?! Oh, jeez. If a registry is established, in other words, it seems unlikely that non-Muslims will be able to do much to thwart it. This does not mean that we don't appreciate or need your support on this. But the way to fight back is not by touting future allyship. It's by nipping such measures in the bud immediately. How? We need to pressure representatives and senators from both parties directly to get concrete guarantees from the future administration that such a list would never be created. We can work toward getting a vow from President Trump that a registry would never be put on the table, and that people proposing it or using the internment of Japanese Americans as precedent will not be part of the Trump administration. The president-elect must personally come forward and publicly refute this plan, because as many legal experts have pointed out, such a registry won't be against the law. Some GOP leaders, including Senator-Speaker Paul Ryan, uh, have publicly opposed is good. He publicly opposed Trump's bigotry and his proposals to create religion tests. Uh, And registries in the past year, our allies would be wise to join us in enlisting the help of elected officials who are crucial to ensuring a Trump administration never put forward a Muslim registry. If such a guarantee cannot be extracted from Trump, and if we fail to persuade elected officials to get on our side to shelve this plan, our allies must join us in an on-the-ground fight. The point is critical. You must be prepared to show up if we need to take direct action, including participation in protests and sit-ins. And finally, our allies must be ready to donate money to legal funds that will challenge any such registry if it's ever openly flouted again, like the ACLU and Muslim Legal Fund of America. Muslims only make up le- about one percent of the U.S. population. We're a tiny minority on this land. In this land, and our survival depends on those who support our rights as we support theirs. Many of us come from countries where we've witnessed ethnic cleansing, myself included. And this is the author of writing. And what's in- what's happening in the U.S. feels eerily similar. This measure is another step in the de- dehumanization of Muslims. The process started years ago. September 11th only accelerated it. Any registry will just contribute to the dangerous perception that Muslims aren't really American or are dangerous to the nation. We are painted as lesser beings who are actively engaged in hurting the country. This is how the groundwork for ethnic cleansing and genocide is laid out. You're first dehumanized to the point where your life loses all importance and then, when you are turned into the enemy responsible for everyone's misery, your neighbors see nothing wrong with murdering you and trampling your body. The same people who called you called friends won't flinch when the government places you in concentration camps on your own soil. And, in the most extreme cases, you might find yourself in a gas chamber. If Muslim Americans and Muslims in America are to stop being terrified and to feel safe in this country, we need all the assistance we can get. If our dehumanization is to cease, then the Muslim registry must never become a reality. Vowing to register for a potential registry down the road isn't the ideal situation, but there are ways you can help and you can start right now. So, thank you, Josh Shaharyar, for writing this. And again, you can find this article at theestablishment.co. Ah, yes. All right. So, we're coming to the end of the program. And um, there's, of course, fucking just hospitals being bombed in Syria. And I feel like, I mean, that's kind of the way this fucking world works. It's, uh, there's so much fucking shit happening and that's, <laughs> and that's just, I mean, whoa. and looking for, I want to look for some like accurate, um, news coverage of what what's happening there, but more, uh, hospitals like the, in Aleppo, like have been bombed, like fucking hospitals being bombed. And then, you know, looking, uh. <sighs> looking into, you know, we were t- hearing about this, this this Muslim registry and how, like, th- what was put into place ends up causing more terrorism and, like, how that's what fucking happened with ISIS and, like, that's what happened when they fucking, the U.S. fucking decides to invade another country. They create more terrorists. Fuck. Why is Dick Cheney, like, not, and, and I, I'm a prison abolitionist, but if prisons are still going to be around, put fucking Dick Cheney in there. Put Karl Rove in there. Put them in there. Um... So, on November 23rd in Democracy Now, nothing short of a slaughter, 1 million Syrians in Aleppo under siege with no hospital or food. So this is happening right fucking now. Fuck. Um, I'm going to play a clip of this video.
5: Today in Syria, where the United Nations is warning nearly 1 million Syrians are living under siege, double the number last year. The vast majority, 850,000 people, are being blockaded by the Syrian government. On Monday, the U.N. Human Rights Agency said civilians trapped in eastern Aleppo, where the last hospitals have been destroyed by Syrian government bombing, are facing annihilation. On Tuesday, the UN spokesperson, Rupert Colville, said the attacks on hospitals, if proven deliberate and as part of a systematic pattern, could amount to war crimes. Good.
2: The situation in eastern Aleppo is really so horrendous. I mean, it's beyond words. I think we're all struggling to, to say anything new about it because it's so unremittingly awful. Despite the occasional let-ups, uh, overall the picture is horrendous. And the fact that these hospitals and clinics have continu- continuously been hit uh, is a matter of very, very grave concern.
5: The World Health Organization says the Syrian government's intense bombing campaign against eastern Aleppo has damaged and shut down the area's only remaining hospitals, leaving 250,000 people trapped without access to medical care. Doctors warn the damaged hospitals may not be able to reopen. This comes as Syrian government forces have surrounded eastern Aleppo, which is rapidly running out of food, fuel and water. Meanwhile, on Sunday, the government of Bashar al-Assad said it had rejected a proposal by the U.N. special envoy for Syria, which called for eastern Aleppo to be granted autonomy if jihadist fighters linked to al-Qaeda withdrew and the fighting stopped. Well, for more, we're joined by two guests. In Chicago, Dr. Zahir Sahloul right. so is So, we're running out of time here. You can find,
2: uh, you can find more of that here at uh, Democracy Now, uh, democracynow.org. Oh, fuck. Um, if this is a Friday and you're listening to this um, There'll be a show After this uh, I know Global Val will be sitting out This Friday the uh, the 25th um, Again this holiday That just happened depending on when you're listening to this um, It's not really a fucking holiday And things are becoming more and more clear And that's one thing I tried really hard to look for the positive things And it's really hard when we live with so much War and violence and hatred And People are just tearing each other down, and um, to recognize that more people are waking up, more people are taking action, and grateful for that for sure. Just want to make sure that people remember we need to attack the system, and not each other, and create new ways of being. However, that's going to be uh, question authority. Don't trust the fucking cops. Those are my words of wisdom for for us all here. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks for being a good person. I mean, I. I still believe everyone's born good. Um, Capitalism ruins it for the most of us. Um, Be kind to each other and be nice to each other and love each other. Forgive if you're able. Um, Get revenge on, you know, violent fucking... I mean, well, see, I I couldn't even end the show with a really, you know, solid... I mean, it's, we have to fucking fight back though. We really, really do. And I love the idea of just with nonviolence. And I love the idea of communication and education. And yeah, we need that. Absolutely. And in the long run, that's, what's going to win. And at the same time, um, I just asking everyone, um, who's facing harm to like real fucking harm to be able to protect yourself. And I recognize that the the quote-unquote other side... I don't want to believe in the other side, but... Folks fucking use that. The like, cops fucking use that. Like, oh, it's was being threatened. Uh, you know, like... In an ideal world, everyone would wake up tomorrow and just... The fear... The fear would be gone... If everyone was not afraid of each other. And I, I want to validate fear. Because a lot of it's real for a lot of us. But if the, a lot of the folks causing the violence, I think... Well, my point is that... The folks causing the violence a lot of the time... They're the ones who are afraid. Um... So, perhaps that would have been a good time to play Mother of Violence again, but instead we play a song by the Coup, and this is along the lines of fucking fighting back, and this is called uh Five Million Ways to Kill a CEO" because when we look at who's like star- the, the people, well, the you know the. The fucking warmongers and the fucking people building the pipelines and, you know, the folks getting these assholes elected. Like, these are folks with a lot of money and that's like their main concern is to make more money and they don't care about human life. And we, the planet would be better off without them. I think we can all agree. Ideally, they wake up tomorrow morning and be like, oh my God, I'm wrong. I'm going to redistribute my wealth and like, you know, make all the weapons disappear. Until that happens, I think we should figure out ways to maybe fight back. And uh, the song kind of deals with that a little bit. So here's the coup with 5 million ways to kill a CEO. Have a wonderful week, everybody.
6: Waitin'. I'm the curb debating how to get it percolate. He working you while workin', we happy just to work a day. But I'ma slap him till my blood starts circulating. Do your checks have elasticity? Did they cut off your electricity? Did you scream and yell explicitly? Force the boss into complicity. Die, 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 die. I'm a white chalk pencil, but I push a pencil. Rolling dope fiend rentals to your residential. Broke his buck eating lentils with no utensils. Finna teach pimp class with a whole credential. Sweat shop, pet cops, and pills of cola. Murder babies with their molars on the areola. Control the Pope, Dalai Lama, Holy Rollers, and the Ayatollah. Bump this yeah. in your you bump you yeah. your new carola. Yeah. You might catch me on the scenic route with my penis out. Yelling twice for the executives with meanest mouth. Want to know what this meanest mouth said? they try to clean us out. Greenish cloud, shut them down. I ain't never seen a drought. Yeah. Yeah. Interviews, yeah. but they ain't calling you back. For the record, I ain't called it a guy. But tuck this in the small of your back. in the bathroom stall to the town. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wait to kill a CEO. Just slap him up and shake him up and then you know. Let him off the floor, and invade him with the dough. You can do it, from Born here, but I'm a foreigner Spilling swigs for victims of pigs And a Phoenix kid Flip off the lid Who you got? You two could be a corporate a Green killer Bean spiller uh, Gangster love just like Steve Miller They wear skivvies, us made a chinchilla Factory in Mexico, water spring pillar. I'm from the land with a Panthers you know the city and the avenue If you the boss, we'll be smabbing through and we'll be grabbing you. Just say what's up with the revenue. Yeah, and if you feel no, we can yeah, try to sit it with Find me ways to get a CEO. Slap up up and shake them up and then you know. Set them up the and bait bait 'em with the dough. You can do it front or yeah, do it this yeah. go. Find yeah, yeah. me ways to get a CEO. Slap them up and shake shake 'em up and then you know. Set them up the and bait bait 'em with the dough. You can do it from or do yeah, it this yeah, go. Yeah, this yeah. girl is a boom and child. Prostitution when they show up at the stroke give him lead restitution You could throw a twenty in the battle high or When he jump in after watch him boy Toss a dollar in the river and when he jump in If you're fine he could swim with lead boots on him and do it again You and a friend videotaping a party don't win Tell him that boogers be sellin' like cracks He gon' put the little baggies in his nose and suffocate like that Put a 50 in the barrel of a gun when they try to suck it out Well you know this one. Make sure you ain't got no priors don't tell them that we conspired We could let them try to change a flat tire Or we could all at once retire yeah, yeah, yeah. These me just a few of the Five million ways to kill a CEO Slap him up and shake him up and then you know Let him off the float and bait him with the dough You can do it funk or yeah. do it disco Yeah disco yeah. Five million ways to kill a CEO Slap him up and shake him up and then you know Let him off the float and bait him with the dough You can do it funk or yeah. do it disco yeah.
0: Tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, pcrcollective.org. We'll see you there. Tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh.
1: Kit Marie.
0: Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there. Tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, pcrcollective.org. We'll see you there. Tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, pcrcollective.org. We'll see you there.